Hello there, and a very warm welcome to the Unconditional Healing Podcast. I'm Jeff Ruman. I've been a long-time teacher of Buddhist meditation and psychology for the last 40 years. And I've also been blessed with a chronic illness for the last 20 years. Both of those experiences in my life come into play in the Unconditional Healing Podcast, where we explore the uncomfortable, often painful, often dark issues in our life, and the many ways to transform that adversity and pain into wisdom, compassion, and a sense of well-being. If you'd like more information about unconditional healing or the healing circles, please visit our website at unconditionalhealing.org. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy. Boy, do we ever need this topic right now, working with difficult emotions. This is a uh, talk I gave to the Virtual Healing Circle in August of 2020. The full title of this was actually Working Skillfully with Difficult Emotions, colon, Viewing the Body as Refuge and Protector. Now, normally, we don't think of our body in this way. We view it as an afterthought because, let's face it, we live in our head most of the time, always thinking and always being driven by our thoughts. So our body gets short shrift, it's kind of ignored, and becomes just a mode of transportation to get us from place to place. That is, of course, until our body has a problem and then demands our attention. So in this upcoming talk, I offer some ways to remedy this situation, including meditation, both the sitting kind and the walking kind, journaling, and other ways to embody our experience, rather than just filtering our experience through our thoughts constantly. I should mention that I've created a video demonstrating an emergency practice from when we're feeling totally overwhelmed or freaked out. I call it the four S's practice. Stop, stay, soothe, and self-reflect. And in the upcoming talk, I mentioned where you can find that video. Okay, enough setup. Let's move on to the talk. Okay, this afternoon's theme is working with difficult emotions, viewing the body as refuge and protector. Which sounds like a mouthful when you say it, because we don't normally view the body that way. So, let's start with how we do view the body. Um, We normally live in our head, if uh, we're being honest. We spend uh, well over 95% of our time thinking, analyzing, judging, um, getting lost in thought. So that's where we have to start. And 
in relation to the body, thought process becomes the king, and the body becomes the servant. The body becomes subservient to the thought process, to the ego, to the controller. So that's where we're starting from, if uh, we're being honest, and uh, there's no shame in, uh, in that whatsoever. We're not, we're not saying that that's um, necessarily a bad thing. It's just the situation in which we find ourselves, and then we find it maybe that's the reason we're, we're here, we find it frustrating. We find it uh, limiting. We find it constricting. And the, um, the most awful part is that when we face adversity, the whole thing gets amplified. Uh, in other words, when things are not going our way, we tend to live further into our head. We uh, retreat from our experience further and further. And by further, I mean not that far. We're retreating into the head area, into the thought process, at least uh, figuratively. Now, uh, I'm... I'm um, going to allude to something uh, we've covered before uh, in that <clears throat> when things really get intense, I've uh, suggested this practice called the uh, four S's practice. And um, I've already um, demonstrated that in a video, so I'm going to direct your attention to where you can find that if you're not familiar. You can find it on the unconditionalhealing.org website, and at the uh, top of the uh, website on each page, there's a, uh, a link for my previous talks, and that's one of them. Or you can find it in the email that I send out um, announcing the uh, next healing circle. I have a list uh, of uh, resources and the uh, four S's practice is is a uh, video uh, located there. The four S's just to mention there are um, stop, stay, soothe, and self reflect. So I'm I'm not going to cover that in depth um, today. That's when things really become intense. But normally we're going about our life and we're constantly dealing with emotions, uh, difficult kinds, anger, fear, uh, depression, passion, envy. And the way we're working with them is not really working for us by analyzing them constantly and having this one-off in the, in the approach to the emotions. The emotions are coming from the body and, and yet we're um, 
we're not feeling them directly. We're feeling them through the filter of our memories and our biases. And that limits us tremendously. So the practice we were just doing, the meditation practice we were just doing a few minutes ago, is an antidote to this process. And it's a way of um, changing in the uh, dynamic and the way we view the body altogether. In a way, it's um, trying to get back to the natural order of things when the body and the mind were equal and synchronized with each other. And now it's gotten uh, way distorted when the, um, the body is thought of as a servant to just carry around the ego, the head from place to place, rather than possessing its own wisdom. So you heard me mention uh, dropping down uh, from the head into the body. Um, that's a figurative way of um, cueing that, uh, that difference, that, um, that more um, organic way of uh, relating to the body. So we feel our breath going in and out. We feel that connection to the earth with our body. And when thought process intrudes, as it always does, when we start thinking about our experience rather than feeling our experience, we gently bring our mind back to the breath, our attention, back to the breath. And we do that over and over and over again because we're overcoming a um, habitual pattern that has been going on forever. And we shouldn't be frustrated if we can't immediately do it uh, right off the bat, right out of the gate. So in addition to attending to the breath, we're noticing that feelings are arising. And so the admonition there, the instruction there is to feel your feelings as they are without a narrative or a storyline about them. Now normally we'll feel something like anger and immediately we'll think, well, I shouldn't be feeling this. Or, there I go again. Or, where did that come from? And here, we're, we're just feeling the anger or fear or whatever it is directly. And what we're doing is kind of a revolutionary practice. It's very out of the norm. And what begins to happen gradually over time is that the energy of the ego, the energy of the controller, 
starts to dissipate and lose its power over us while we're sinning and, and doing this practice. And that, that controlling, that holding on, that grasping that our ego normally does to protect ourselves, that energy starts to be used in a different way. That energy becomes available to us in a different way, in a different mode of being. And that energy flows into a sense of uh, aliveness and immediacy. It's very organic. And you might ask yourself at that point to trigger this sense of um, relating to feelings in a, a different way. We might ask ourselves in our mind's ear, what color is this feeling? Where is this feeling located in the body? Is this an intense feeling? Is it flowing or is it static? Does it feel connected or disconnected? And the reason this is revolutionary is because it may not make any sense. It goes beyond logic. It goes beyond our logical mind. Where, where it's more of a felt sense than it is um, our normal feeling filtered by our biases. So we're approaching ourselves in a different way. We're approaching our body in a different way. We're uh, approaching our body as a refuge of something we can come back to constantly. And it's always there for us like the breath, like that sense of earth. When we, when we suddenly are, feel like we're floating away in our mind, we're so distracted, we're so distraught, we can come back to the body and feel that feeling directly. And that feeling is the present moment in essence that sense of aliveness, that sense of uh, presence, that sense of immediacy, that's all contained in the feelings that we're feeling. Normally, uh, we're, we're a little uh, tentative. We're afraid of those feelings, that they may overwhelm us. From the point of ego, they, they do. Because the, uh, the controller in the ego really has no control over feelings and emotions. They just arise. And uh, by, by uh, imparting a storyline to those feelings, uh, we gain a, a false sense of control. That's where the logic comes in, and that's where... The, going beyond logic comes in 
feelings aren't really logical. They're feelings. They're not thought process. And as we do this again and again, and you've heard me say that frequency is more important than duration when it comes to meditation. You know, a sense of um, uh, making this more of the habit than our normal habits. So if we can sit three or four times a week, even for short durations, that reinforces another way of being, another way of approaching our, our body and mind. And we find that because the, the energy is being used in a different way from grasping, controlling, and holding on, it's being diverted more toward relaxation and observation. Because of that, we may notice that deeper feelings that were long repressed suddenly arise to the surface because they're being allowed to. And that can be tricky, that can be scary. We suddenly may find ourselves feeling something uh, from an incident 20 years ago. And it suddenly arises and we're, we're back there. And the instruction is to just remain there and stay with that if you can. That's incidentally, that's the second step from the four S's practice. Stay. Staying with the emotion, staying with the feeling, which is not easy. We're not we're not really used to that, and going about it in that way. We're used to retreating into our head. Now, I'm I've been talking about this in terms of uh, meditation practice, but it's also available to us in other ways as well depending on how we approach them. For example, for example, you can use journaling in this way. Now, journaling is the act of um, taking a pen and paper and just writing down without any kind of editing or analysis, just writing down whatever uh, we're feeling. And... Um, whatever we're thinking. And you might say, well, Jeff, that doesn't really sound like a body practice, but it does become a body practice because there's a lack of editing. We're not judging, we're not, we're not pausing, we're just writing whatever is there. And that, and that also frees up the energy from the controller which normally is controlling. Oh, I can't say that. Oh, as uh, we're writing, and we're seeing the judgments already forming. And no one's going to see this, this journal. This is just for us. So we can really feel free to have at it. Maybe for 15 minutes at a time. 
Another approach could be walking meditation, especially walking meditation in nature. So rather than putting on the headphones and, you know, going into our head, we, we let ourselves just walk and be and feel the, um, the energy of our legs moving through space and feeling what we feel. Do we feel, again, do we feel connected, disconnected, without judgment? Do we feel free or restricted? Do we feel the energy in the environment of which we are a part? Also, you could approach exercise in this way by mindful exercise rather than getting on the, uh, um, the treadmill or the bike with the headphones and, you know, letting the body do its thing without uh, much attention. Even uh, showering can be a mindful exercise to uh, feel what we're feeling. Anything that uh, focuses on the body as the main event. Even taking a roller and rolling your muscles to loosen them up can be an active uh, meditation practice. So, the, the part of the theme viewing the body as refuge and protector, I think you're starting to get a sense of um, a different way of uh, viewing the body rather than its usual subservient role. It's now equal with the mind. <clears throat> In fact, the whole separation between mind and body was a uh, mis take, a mistake on our part from the very beginning. They are not separated, they are synchronized, and they are, they are two as one. So when mind and body are synchronized in this way, our thought process only helps us, and only helps to uh, move us forward rather than um, castigating yourself or uh, being down on yourself and using thought in that way, which uh, we constantly do, if we're being honest. We're very hard on ourselves, and this is the opposite. We're being objective about our feelings, not subjective. We're not judging them, we're viewing them as we would the sun or the clouds, very objectively. Almost as an it, rather than a, a thing, rather than a, a, a he or a she, or a me, rather than a me. The body is a protector because it's protecting us from our own mind, which is where much of our suffering comes from. It's not 
the events that we're going through, it's the way we're relating to them. <clears throat> the way we're relating to our feelings that arise from events that are happening to us. So seeing the body as a uh, refuge is the protection against our own mind, as ironic as that sounds. It's a way of uh, relating to our mind as a um, simply a um, habitual pattern that's been ingrained from us uh, from an early age. And we believe our own thoughts rather than seeing them as a thought process. We take them for reality. And that causes all sorts of issues and problems and suffering. So my around that is by viewing the body as a protector and um, inhabiting the body fully, feeling our feelings, and then when we're not able to do that, not giving ourselves a hard time. So we're not trying to be perfect. This is a practice. This is a process. This is uh, training the mind and the body at once. Okay, that's a wrap. Thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate it. To learn more, check out our website at unconditionalhealing.org. That's unconditionalhealing.org. All one very long word. While there, you can subscribe to our newsletter and register for an upcoming virtual healing circle. The healing circles are free, and you can register by going to upcoming events on the unconditionalhealing.org website. And please rate us with a 5 on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks again.